Uh, one of the last of the airlines to report came came with numbers that were probably worth waiting for. Southwest Airlines maybe missed a little bit on the bottom line, but revenues were strong. Uh, load factors are strong. And it looks like the projections are strong. This is a great time to be taking over the helm and doing your first conference call with analysts, especially if you're Robert Jordan, the new CEO, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Uh, David, thank you so much. And by the way, it's 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 Bob. Robert uh, is, is the name when I'm in trouble. So it's <laughs> well, Bob today. I was looking at your passport. I'm sorry. So 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 tell me about tell me about the quarter. This was I guess we look back on the first quarter as as a transition because January and February were nothing to write home about, right? Yeah, it's it's the the first quarter. It's it's a tale of two halves here. January and February, we were just really impacted by Omicron. We had more than a $500 million impact between cancels and and weather and just adjustments that uh, took place because Omicron hit so quickly. And then we had staffing challenges because we had folks out with Omicron and we had about $127 million impact on just premium pay uh, for our staff. But that that's a, so that's a January, February story. Mar- March is totally different. Demand just totally surged, really surged on the leisure side. And then really also came back on the business side. So we, we had our uh, uh, first, uh, for the first time in the pandemic, we had March operating revenues that were ahead of 2019 market revenues. We actually had a unit revenue uh, increase for the quarter over uh, uh, the same quarter in 2019. So demand just really came roaring back in March. The good thing is that same demand is carried forward into mm-hmm. the second quarter. So it looked, uh, so April, you know, May, June looked great. And right now we're forecasting operating revenues in the second quarter up eight to 12% on capacity down seven. And, you know, it's just a forecast, but if that comes true, it will be our best revenue quarter in company history. That's, that's, that's astounding. But I mean, I guess the galling thing is you have all this demand and actually the industry does too, but you're, you're going to leave people on the ground. You can't meet all the demand. Can you? Well, we're just all, you know, everybody in the world is struggling with staffing. And we've made tremendous progress. We've hired thousands and thousands, but we are still trying to catch the uh, you know the number of staff that we need to fly all of our aircraft, particularly on the pilot side. And you're seeing that with every uh, carrier. If, you, if you've noticed the last couple of weeks, uh, you know we moderated our summer schedule. Uh, you've, you've seen I think every other carrier come back and moderate their summer schedule because you're just trying to match the available staff. To what you can fly balanced with the right level of operational reliability. I mean, we've got to be reliable for our customers and for our employees. That's job one. But uh, we'll get there. It's going to take time to staff. But I've just, you know, number one, I'm super encouraged with the fact that the demand is there. People are ready to travel. Uh, business people are ready to travel. And it is showing up in the second quarter. You know, there was uh, really a fascinating pivot that, that we saw Southwest go through for the last year, year and a half, maybe two years anyway, sort of migrating toward beaches and, and mountains, leisure destinations. Going forward, do you stay with that, or are you going to shift back with the mix that you had? You know, when the when the, when the pandemic hits and revenues are down 97% and your, uh, you know, your business revenues are down, uh, you know, almost 100 uh, as that recovers, you go seek demand and revenue wherever you can find it. And because it was highly leisure-based, you saw us go to a lot of uh, leisure destinations. You know, as you said, beaches. We also added some, uh, you know, business destinations like uh, Chicago O'Hare. And those 18 cities are performing really, really well. 
and uh, Hawaii is even coming back. There were a lot of protocols in Hawaii. Those are coming off, and we're seeing Hawaii strength return. So those cities, uh, particularly the 18, they're outperforming what we thought. So we have no intention of, 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 of changing that. Um, so the leisure demand is really strong. What I'm really encouraged about is that the business demand is coming back as well. So business demand in March was down about 36% as compared to 20 uh, and this is uh, revenues right. compared to 2019. That that's a 34 point improvement from January, which is just incredible. Looks like April is going to be about down uh, 30, and looks like May and June are going to be better than that. And I actually think we have a shot. If you, it's all a projection, but I think we have a shot as you look towards the rest of the year that our managed business operating revenues uh, fully restore themselves to 2019 levels. But no, the intent is to keep those leisure destinations. And then as we restore our network, bring back even more short haul, which is really key to, uh, to our business customers, uh, which is why you're seeing a lot of new short haul routes restored in the summer schedule. But we also, we saw some capacity cutbacks, I guess, in the long haul too. I'm thinking out of love field. If memory serves New York, Boston, L.A., right. Chicago, you know, sort of classic business destinations. Is that is that coming back? It is. And some of that's just rotation as the mixture of the demand changes. So we've had really, really strong leisure demand. Uh, as you had the business demand return, a lot of that is focused on short haul. So we're just changing our mix a bit. Our stage length, which is, you know, sort of how long you fly, is down about five points from the first quarter to the second quarter, which is just that's just a, 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 a byproduct of adding more short haul flights. Uh, but the main story is, uh, you know, we have a ways to go to completely restore our network back to where it was in 2019. It's going to take about 125 aircraft to do that. We'll likely be about 80% restored uh, in the second quarter. And it's going to take our aircraft deliveries this year and next year to fully restore the network. Uh, but no, we're seeing strong demand on both the leisure and the managed business side. Well, uh, Boeing was was building 737s, 737 Maxes for you, and then having to park them. Uh, but are they all delivered? And so now you're you're waiting on the assembly line. You know, uh, Boeing is a terrific partner. Uh, we we have a a, a wonderful and flexible uh, a fleet order book. We have a lot of uh, flexibility to uh, you know within the plan to substitutes eights for sevens and that kind of thing. Uh, we had a little bit of a delay on three of the aircraft in in uh, in the first quarter. We were going to end at 725, I think, and we ended at 722. That's just normal, you know, a little bit of messiness in the in the uh, delivery timeline. The bigger question is, as, as Boeing works its way through the certification of the MAX 7, uh, you know, we're just not in charge of that. Uh, it, it, it takes a little time. The good thing is, as we uh, see that, timeline move out we we have a lot of flexibility we have the ability to substitute those max sevens for max eights and we're doing that as we move along to make sure we're, we're ahead of the fleet plan but no it's fully our intent to take all the 114 aircraft that we have planned in uh, 2022 and uh, boeing being a terrific partner here you know one, one of the things that everybody always waited for and it became you know big headline news when they hit were these fare sales that you would have to stimulate traffic um, with the way traffic is, I guess we're not going to see any fare sales anytime soon. You know, we always have, uh, everyday low fares. That's, that's the hallmark of Southwest Airlines, just like a terrific network, terrific people, terrific hospitality. 
the but but you're right the demand is very strong I'll, I'll i'll tell you though we are not taking fare increase after fare increase we had one very modest fare increase in the first quarter i think it was february 1st and five dollars everything else is uh just you're seeing the same fare structure you would always see at southwest what's happening is the demand is strong so some of those lower uh fare buckets are selling out sooner but we have not raised our fare structure. It's still the same fare structure that you're used to. It just happens to be that the demand is causing some of those lower cost buckets to uh, to fill up sooner. But no, no doubt when there's high demand, uh, on average, uh, uh, customers are going to pay higher fares. One thing that you guys had spent a lot of money on here, and, and even through the pandemic, where your training facilities, where, you, know, you can see them over across Denton Drive from your, your headquarters. I would guess those are about as full as you can you can make them right now. We are, they are full. Let's just start there. It's, it, it, I, I'll tell you, you know, having been through the pandemic here and uh, watching literally no hiring and only required training, you know, as late as last summer, it is a wonderful sight to see thousands in our training center here at any one, uh, at any point in time. We, we, we've hired uh, uh, 6,000 folks so far in 2022 as an example. And um, uh, it, it's, it's wonderful to do that. We're, we're getting terrific people. Uh, I, I'll tell you, as you think about those ads, though, we have probably 1,600 people at once in our training facility. So while they're hired, they're not out there working. They're, they're being trained. So there's inefficiency there. Same thing uh, since the hiring really restarted in the fall, about 15% of our total workforce is new in that time period, Wow! which just means that it takes, you know, you know how long it, it takes sure. to get proficient at your job. And it's just going to take a while for that 15% of folks to, you know, know their job, become proficient, become efficient. Uh, so that's a lot of the efficiency that we plan to ring out as we uh, hit our goal to be uh, even more efficient in, in as we end 2023. Well, the, the, the Bob Jordan era, I think it seems to be off to a good start. I, by my calendar, the turnaround in the first quarter was coincidental with your arrival, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't I won't tell that. Gary that, but <laughs> you know what they say: you if you take credit in the good times, you get the credit in the bad times. So you just got to be careful about that. But no, and, and, no, this is this is a wonderful company, great leadership team, the best people in the world and in the industry, and that's a, that's the secret here, at Southwest Airlines. Bob Jordan is the CEO of Southwest Airlines, and our guest today. We appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. No, thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thanks Take a lot. Care. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.